Hey, welcome to the Pharmacy Residency Podcast, a member of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about ranking in a different way uh, because most people don't understand this part of it. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about ranking from the point of view of the residency and what happened recently, uh, last year, uh, versus what has happened in the years before that. So let me explain what is a somewhat obscure concept. Uh, which is how they explain where residencies did and how residencies did. So the more popular the residency, the more likely that they're going to rank and match in higher positions. And the way that they do this, and it's a little bit hard to see if you're looking on your phone, but it is the distribution of the ratio of the least preferred matched rank to the number of positions filled. So I'm going to give you a Word document that has this for you uh, and kind of talk a little bit about it here. So the least preferred match rank is how far down the list did they go to the number of positions filled. So let's take a look and kind of understand the concept first and then we'll look at what's happened uh, from 2017 to 2020 and then the big change to 2021. And we're going to kind of get an idea of, of what's happening and what kind of trend we have. And more importantly, how you can better make a decision about where you're going to rank your programs. So when you are talking about least preferred match rank to the number of positions filled, it is literally the least preferred match rank. So if I have a residency and I match to my number one, number two, number three, number four, number five, and number six choice, and there were six positions, I have a ratio of one. That is my least preferred match rank, my sixth choice, I still got. And I had six positions. So six divided by six equals, equals one. So I've lined out everything before that six because that six is the most important number. If I did that and I went to 12 and I just put in some fictitious numbers, four, six, let's pretend I match four, six, seven, eight, nine, and 12, the only number that matters is the 12. And so I had to go all the way down to my number 12 uh, for those six positions, which means that I have a ratio of two. Now on average, the average is actually, um, well, the average was 2.6 last time, but 2.6 is a weird number to work with. So we're gonna call it 2.5. To get to 2.5, I could match with my third, sixth, eighth, ninth, 10th, and 15th. 15 is the magic number, divided by six makes 2.5. So that's where it was last year. And last year, most, well half, obviously if it's in the middle, uh, half of the programs will match to their 15th and higher if they have six positions. So you just have to do the math on this if you're gonna have fewer positions. So if you have two positions, they would have had to go down to their fifth choice. So the more positions you have, the further down uh, they can go and maintain this kind of ratio. Uh, obviously with one position, it becomes really, really tough uh, if you don't get your first couple and the ratio goes way up pretty quickly. However, this is the big news or this is the most important thing that you need to know is that the trend from last year of 2.6 went to 2.9. I'm rounding up to three because the math is just easier but they could have ranked their 6th, 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th, but it took them all the way to their 18th to fill that 6th position. 
and then that gave them a ratio of three. So if you're applying to somewhere with six positions and last year they, their ratio from least preferred match rank to the number of positions filled was a three, that means that they went all the way down to their 18th choice. Now, you don't have an 18th choice. Well, there was one person last year that had an 18th choice. But in general, you don't have those kinds of choices. So when it comes to choices and saying, okay, the match algorithm favors the applicant, on average, you're probably only ranking to three. When you have a huge residency, like I know Maryland has six, Iowa has seven, uh, those are big residency sites with lots of positions. Um, so I don't know, though, where they went, how far down they went. I know that Maryland was in phase two. One of their six positions was in phase two. And what they did was basically say, look, this is our cutoff. This is these are the people that we are very happy with. And uh, if we get any of them, we will be very happy uh, to have them as residents. But we're going to cut it off here and we would rather match in phase two than we would take someone that we don't really want or that isn't really a good fit for us based on the interviews. And then I just went down to fourth, which is, you know, if you have six positions and uh, the last is the 24th, then that means that you get a ratio of four. Now, the big thing is that ratio went from 2.6 to 2.9. And I get that that is a little bit different than 2.5 to 3.0. Uh, and I just wanted to do it so the math was a lot easier. But let's go to the actual document the actual ASHP match documents from 2020 and 2021. So in 2020, and this might be a little bit tough to see, it's in here in the bottom right, maybe easier to get the documents. And um, I would make them bigger, but I wanted to have these side by side. You go from 326 programs. Again, this is a program thing. This is not an individual. Well, if a site has a single resident, they are by definition a program. You have 326. And that went down from 326. We're matching at 1 to less than 1.5 and went to 279. So that means less PGY1 sites got their matches at a higher, at the better ratio. Let's call it the better ratio. Then when you went from 1.5 to 2, again, 163 to 152, that went down, okay? But as these top ones go down, the other ones have to go up. So the th those that went from 2 to 2.5 went up a little bit from 280 to 293. And then it actually went down down a little bit from I think yeah from from 2.5 I want to make sure I get this right so 2.5 to 3.0 in 2021 is 146 okay and 2.5 to 3.0 is 162 so that also went down um, but then when we get to uh, 187 195 to 187 that went down so one, two, three, four out of the five top places to be as a residency site uh, actually went down rather than up. And that means that they are getting 
going having to go further down their list uh, as we go on and I'll, I'll explain why I think that is but eventually it has to go up somebody has to fill those positions and what happened was when you got to this 3.5 from 4.0 it did go up 73 to 91 and you say well that's not that many but when you do the math on something like that 73 to 91 you know you're saying so 91 minus 73 over 91 right am i doing that right that i didn't do that it didn't pick it up right 91 minus 73 equals 18 divided by 91 equals 19 percent that went up 20 percent then when we look at the next one okay where we have 260 going up to 344 okay so we'll do the same thing 344 minus 260 divided by 344 oops divided by 344 okay that went up 24 percent okay and then no positions filled went up as well 72 to 85 okay so 85 this is a, a tiny number minus 72 equals divided by 85 uh, went up 15 percent so that's why i'm saying this year i'm predicting there will be more no positions filled because what's going what keeps happening is as this group of lesser qualified applicants is coming in and i say in general i'm not saying that you personally might be not qualified but i'm just saying that the pharmacy school acceptance rates went from 30 percent to 90 percent something has to happen there in some way you cannot take you know eliminate that many people and not have an impact on the quality of those that are graduating in some way and what i'm saying is that as we get more sites and as the number of students applying actually starts to go down uh, many programs have found that they got less applicants uh, i think that this number is going to be huge where they're just not going to get the people that they were hoping for and that they're going to say well this is our cutoff we know what the match rate is in P in phase two we know that if we go to phase two we are going to have many very qualified applicants uh, and we would prefer to you know be in a sea of what i believe this year will be 400 programs uh, rather than or 400 spots rather than a sea of 4,000 spots so what I'm, I'm trying to tell you is that it's it's encouraging on the side of the applicant it is discouraging on the side of the residency the residencies are going to start getting people that they less want or i don't know how to put that that they ranked lower uh, it's it's not that they didn't like you it's just that they liked someone else better and so when you talk about like oh i got my second choice oh i got my third choice um if you are <laughs> if you are a site for example that has seven spots and has a ratio of four they're saying oh we got our 28th choice right so first second and third is not a terrible thing to be so let's take a minute to to go to um where we can go to the applicant side of things and kind of figure out where you will actually end up 
All right, so what I've done now is I've pulled up the sheets that have to do with the applicants. And on the applicant side, things have not changed a lot. And that makes sense because there just are not a ton of applicants that have a lot of places to rank. So the reason why number one is so prevalent uh, is because really there are a number of people that have only one site to, to rank uh, and then others that maybe have one or two or three. So when you talk about the vast majority of the rankings, okay, you can see that only about 300, and this is about the same for 2020 and 2021, of the 3,600, so 10% ranked four or five or higher. 90% will rank one, two, or three. So from the applicant side, applicants are like, oh my gosh, this is great. I ranked my number one and I got it. But on the residency side, they're like, great. We got our number 28. And that's the thing is that it's so different on both sides that uh, there's elation on you know the applicant side because it's always going to it's 90% of the time going to be one two or three uh, and only 10% of the time four or five but still a lot of times you know if, if you go by that kind of gold gold silver bronze metal uh, analogy where a bronze medalist is much happier than a silver medalist and this has to do with counterfactual arguments. I want to get into it. But basically, if you're a silver medalist, all you're doing is thinking about what you could have done to get gold. And if you're a bronze medalist, all you're thinking is, is whoa, um, I almost didn't get a medal at all. And so you're counterfactually arguing down versus counterfactually arguing up. And when you're you know, ranking, when you get your second choice, you're like, oh, what did I do wrong? Why didn't I get my number one? But when you're, you know, at your very last one, your third or your fourth or your fifth, and that was your very last one, you're like, whoo, oh man, almost didn't match this year. Oh, I'm really happy I matched there. Uh, so it, it's kind of funny that if you would actually talk to the 873 that got their second rank, I bet that they would actually be a little bit disappointed because they're looking at the number one like oh what happened why didn't I get my number one you know it's so close and on the other you know side the threes fours and fives are probably like oh oh that was a close one uh, I got you know I got it and then there's you know the vast majority you know 2143 out of 3741 you know the vast majority are getting their top rank and of course they're happy they got the gold medal so you've got everybody except basically the number two ranking that are happy. And if you look at 873 out of 3741, if you make 800 out of 400, you're talking about one-fifth of the people are unhappy, four-fifths of the people are happy. But for different reasons. You know, the, the big group was on the podium. They got the gold. They got the, you know, the one they ranked first. Uh, and then the other ones are not. And then when you look at the other side, though, uh, on the school side, or the not school side, but the residency side, uh, they're actually uh, probably not very happy for the most part with who they got. Um, they had to go probably very deep uh, into uh, the number of matches uh, to, to get there. So when you get there and they're not like all roses, the reason is that you might have gotten your number one, but you might be their 28 
And uh, there's nothing wrong with that. That's just the kind of the name of the game. But when it comes to rankings and, and how to rank, uh, just know that um, they're going to be ranking pretty deep. Uh, the, the, more app, the more spots they have, the deeper they have to rank, and uh, the more they really have to kind of dig deep to figure out like, okay, do we want to do phase two or would we want to have this person? And so if you see a place that you matched or you didn't match and they have a phase two spot, what they were basically saying to you is, uh, even if they say, you know, oh yeah, reapply, is that we had a chance to pick you. And we decided that it would be better to go to phase two than to pick you, which is a little bit disheartening. I get that. That's a little disappointing. But what you know, though, is that they had the chance to pick you and they decided not to. And so you, for whatever reason, did not meet their criteria. And with phase two being a little bit tougher than phase one, it would be unreasonable to reapply to a place that has a place in phase two, uh, but that um, you didn't match to. Now on the, the flip side of that, um, when you start looking at some of these places and you say, wow, you know, there's a lot of academic medical centers in phase two. When I say a lot, there's, there's a couple. Uh, what they basically did was they had a hard cutoff and they're like, look, I'm, we're not going past this person. This person is qualified. We'd be happy to have them. Even if we match with them as the 18th or 20th or 25th or whatever, uh, we would be love to have them. But this 21st person, no, no. This is this is kind of where uh, we've got a bit the big drop off, and and we're really not not comfortable uh, with that. Now, if you are in kind of that position where you're like, I didn't match. Um, you know, where do I stand? Uh, it really kind of depends on what you applied to. I remember talking to someone last year who matched in phase two, but didn't match in phase one. And they had a premium APPE experience, one of those ones at one of the national uh, ones where you go for three or four different blocks and, and so forth. It's like, how in the world did you not match? You're from a good school, you had great APPEs. And then I looked at their list of places that they ranked or they, they applied to, and it was like the best of the best and only the best of the best. And like, well, it's all or they went all or nothing. Um, so, you know, if you have questions about this, you know, certainly contact me, especially if you didn't match. I can kind of give you some perspective. But just let you know that residency sites go way deep uh, into the number of rankings. And they're going to go into the 20s if they have, you know, six or seven uh, spots and they'll go into the teens if they have four or five spots uh, whereas you're probably only going one two three uh, so uh, you know again be positive I know that it's uh, a disheartening time that you know it's a couple weeks yet before you're gonna figure out the news um, but you know hopefully this kind of helps you understand the process from uh, the residency side and that residencies are going to put quite a few people into that mix but my prediction is that, again, residencies will be further down as more residencies are added. We've been adding two or 300 residencies a year. And with a lower applicant pool, my guess is that you're actually going to get uh, a little bit higher ranking or you're going to get a, a site a little bit higher 
than you would have if you had applied in years past. Uh, and that it, this will continue to happen, especially if the, the current uh, trend is, I think, 10% fewer uh, in enrollment, um, which means uh, about, I think it was about, uh, I think that's about, let's see, so we're, we're graduating around 15,000 right now. We're going to get down to about 12,000. So I think that was about 1,200 fewer uh, people are going into pharmacy school this year or this academic year. And so it doesn't help you any, but just letting you know that as, it, as we continue, uh, it'll be the residency sites who are really, really trying to find those great applicants and, and put their best foot forward. Uh, and it's going to be kind of a reverse interview where they're looking for you uh, as much as uh, you're looking for them. Okay. Uh, need my help? Uh, pharmacy residency podcast, uh, not no, residency.teachable.com. Uh, you can check out the PGY, uh, the um, phase two course, uh, if that's something that you need help with. Uh, I know it's really disappointing. There's 1,600 of you that uh, have not gotten a single interview. And I know many of you are like, all right, well, you know, I went for it. Uh, that's fine. I'm going to take this job in. Uh, um, community and really happy with it it's got a bonus all that stuff some flexibility and things like that uh, but many of you are going to want to do phase two so tony the pharmacist at gmail.com or residency.teachable.com be happy to help